Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Labor Pains Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Renger. This podcast is a place where I strive to help women and men that are experiencing struggles with infertility or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. I have guests come on and they share their stories about their struggles of infertility or the loss that they've experienced. We also talk about the journey of grief that they've experienced and where they have found support on their journey. The guest and I are very committed to help you so you don't feel so alone on your journey that you're not blaming yourself through all of the struggles and the heartache. The guests are always just so open to share so many words of advice and encouragement to you, the listener. It just amazes me as how much they will share and be open to help you so that you don't feel that blame and that you're able to forgive yourself through your journey. And today's guest, Tamika Thomas, was previously on episode 12. So if you have not listened to that episode, you may want to go back and listen to her entire story. But today, Tamika comes on and she shares about the loss that she had of her twin daughters, Avery and Aubrey, at 26 weeks pregnant. And she talks about forgiveness she had a really hard time with, of course, blaming herself and then being able to forgive herself. And it took many, many years, but she feels like she has finally achieved that. It's very close to achieving that. And she talks about the steps that she kind of took. She was forced into some steps due to the pandemic. And it really has helped her on her journey to forgive herself. Hello, Tamika. Welcome to Labor Pains Podcast. This is the second time you have been a guest on my podcast, and I am feel just so honored to have you come on again to the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. And you, it is such an honor to be able to sit here and enjoy your company again. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. So I have already indicated that you were on a previous episode, so people can um, go back and listen to that. But just briefly, if you can tell the listeners today who Tamika is, so they have a pretty good visual understanding of who you are as a person. Well, um, as Teresa mentioned, my name is Tamika Thomas. I am the founder of Avery and Aubrey's Way, which is in dedication of my uh, twin baby girls that I lost at 26 weeks back in 2013. And so one night while sleeping, I had a dream and I believe that the Lord placed it on my heart to start a nonprofit assisting families who have also um, experience what I've experienced, which is the loss of newborn infants due to neonatal death. And so 
that I believe is one of the purposes the Lord placed on my heart. I'm an ordinary girl who took her life experiences and, and embraced that testimony to help others. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously from that, you are a woman of faith, strong faith to be guided um, on this journey that you have, have taken on. Um, so that um, I love that. I love that you're really following um, where God's leading you. Yes. And doing a lot. You, you work like crazy going to school <laughs> to educate yourself. Um, don't sell yourself short here. I want the listeners to know that you are just an amazing woman that has done is doing amazing things and I see you know I know you just we previously talked a few minutes about your schooling and stuff and uh, I am just in awe of all that you have going on and 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 doing this nonprofit right alongside that so it's amazing I love women that do so many things to to help others and and follow in God's um, direction at the same time well, so, thank you. You are included in that. Book oh, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So with with our previous conversation and we um, talked a lot about where you were on your journey and, and things like that. And the, the subject that we decided to talk about today was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely that is something that women struggle with women that are struggling with infertility women that have struggled with loss um forgiveness in many ways and so i want to ask you specifically when you we we talked about this um and forgiveness came up um how you who you felt like needed to be forgiven, that you needed to work through forgiveness over the losses of your your twin girls, Avery and Aubrey? Uh, For me, honestly, the hardest person uh, for me to forgive was actually myself. Mm. Uh, Reason being because I'm, I'm so extremely hard on myself and I set such high expectations that I did not envision myself being pregnant uh, with someone who, for someone I wasn't in a relationship with, um, I wasn't married yet. And then not only that, I lost the girls and I immediately recapped on all the things I could have done differently. If I had made it to the hospital sooner, if I would have spoken up about what I was feeling instead of assuming that it was one thing versus another, it was just so much frustration with me that mm. it's a very long time. Even now, I still have to remind myself of in everything that happens is intentional. As sad as the situation is of losing children, it's not going to be in vain. And I have to constantly remind myself of what I've gone through, what other people are going through, and how I need to remember the girls in a positive light and use that to help others. And throughout, I'm still here. Like those are daily reminders I had to give myself as it was at one point I had to think of a happy moment just to even get out of the bed so it's been a journey but yeah so with you saying that um 
Was it always you felt like it was just forgiving yourself? Because I would imagine, and I'm just thinking of the listeners, um, possibly even forgiveness of a medical staff, um, maybe a spouse, um, in some instance, um, you know, was there a hospital? Was there any of that early on? Or was it just always the blame was on yourself in your instance? It was always the blame on myself. And for me, because of the person I am, I am the one that expects perfection. And I know that that is impossible. So for Mm, me, that it is (laughs) so much weight on myself that I I couldn't see past me in the equation. And for my children's father, for instance, he, his absence, it, I believe for, I needed to see that side of him. I needed to accept him for what he was showing me, who he was in my life, which obviously was not there. It was a temporary season in my life that I was trying to hold on to. And I, for me, I believe that was something that I needed to see. That I needed to see that side of him so that I could learn to let go because of that soul tie that I had with him. Mm-hmm. And so easier for me to forgive him because it was more so of my feelings being hurt. Like I was emotionally hurt. But at the same time, I didn't feel like grudgeful. It didn't pain me. Like I wasn't angry. At least that's not how I felt towards him. I was just shocked because I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> the side sure. of him was not there. Did not answer the phone. Did not attend the funeral. Like it was, I was mm. shocked. Could not believe that that's how he would be. And I actually grew up with him. He was my sister and brother-in-law, one of their best friends. And so I've known him since I was 13 years old. And so now mm. And I'm like, I definitely wasn't expecting for that to happen and for him to react the way he reacted. So in that sense, I had to realize that he was not someone who needed to be in my life. And for me to finally let go of him, I think I needed to see that side of him. And that's why it was easier for me to forgive him in that sense. But to the listeners, I believe that it's important to acknowledge and recognize who is all involved and what you're personally going through because it's not only affecting you, but it's affecting others. Mm-hmm. And there's very different layers of uh, forgiveness when it comes down to other people. It's just for me and what I experienced. It was just everything was coming at me. And because I'm not an emotional person, I experienced angry, mad, glad, sad, all in the same moments. And it was targeted towards myself. Like I was very, like I felt like I kind of hated myself. Or allowing myself to be in the situation. I put it all on me. Okay. Okay. So a lot to blame. And I think that's pretty common um, with with all women that are struggling with infertility or have had loss. You know, a lot of blame on why can't, why did my body fail me? I think is a is a big piece of that. Did you have did you feel that at all? That it did you blame your body? Did I you blame did. did you blame God? You know, I, I never, never blamed God. And okay. I even thought about it. I was like, Lord, correct me if I'm wrong. If I if I don't recall um, ever feeling a certain way towards you, which I, I never felt that way towards them. I was I felt so guilty because the day that I lost the girls, I was at the hospital just for my ordinary checkup. I was just getting an ultrasound to find out what they were. 
I did not know until that day that I lost them that I was having two girls. And I had a little hissy fit because it was two girls, and I wanted a boy and a girl, and I wanted my boy to be the oldest because I've always wanted an older brother. And granted, I have an amazing brother-in-law that I've known since I was 10 years old. I don't even call him brother-in-law. I call him brother. But I wanted that for my children, and I just, I felt like a little kid laying on the table when they said two girls. My mom's smiling, the nurse smiling, and I'm just like, uh, like, uh, like feeling ungrateful. I was being ungrateful. And in that instance, Teresa, I felt like my life just turned. She was, the nurse was getting ready to turn the machine off, and she noticed a little cloud. And then she turned to me and asked me if I was okay. I thought I was fine. She looked at it again in the ultrasound machine. Told me she'd be back. She came back in with the doctor. He left out, came back in with another person. And that's when I felt a chill go down my body because I knew something was wrong. But you can just imagine how guilty I felt and how much blame I put on myself for being so ungrateful that I was having two girls. And then immediately after that, she's telling me, the nurse is telling me that I'm fully dilated. They're going to have to take the girls. I just panicked. Like, oh, Lord, I'm mm. sorry. I didn't mean to be ungrateful. Like, I thought all sorts of things, like, Oh no! What is like? I don't. I don't know. I can't even put it in words. So this day, all of the thoughts and all the emotions that ran through my my brain because it was so quick. I went from being unhappy about finding out I was having two girls to having to give birth to them at 26 weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think that happens. I mean, I think that happens with in a lot of. Um, with women, you know, we, we, we have envisioned what we want and then we're, and then that's not what's, what's happening. And so we are ungrateful, you know, and, and sometimes just briefly, like for you, yeah. it was very briefly. Um, other times it lasts a little longer. So let's go back to what specifically you, the process you went through forgive yourself because I I'm sure that that was not like oh I forgive myself for even thinking that for doing that or or you know whatever it probably has and I think you already indicated it's an ongoing process (laughs) (laughs) I believe that I finally tapped into another level of forgiveness last year and I specifically believe that it was last year because, as you already know, my life is so busy that I didn't even allow myself the opportunity to properly grieve, properly accept what has just happened to me and my family, and and just I didn't give any time. So I know for sure when even thinking about the business plan for Avon Arbor's Way, I literally put in um, something in an, around the – means of saying families meet don't have the time to process like I purposely used those words because of how I decided to get through it I just want to let's just get it over with it's kind of how I thought about it because I just didn't want to feel the feelings that I was feeling so up until Mm. last year I was still struggling and it took me like right after losing them I went straight back to school graduated with my bachelor's started the master's program like it was Everyone looked at me like, uh, she's going at an unhealthy rate because I just went through myself right back into work and school. And since then, my life has gotten even busier. But last year, specifically with the pandemic, it 
helped me. And I know that there were lives that were lost and so much happened and people lost their jobs and homes. But for me, I feel like it was necessary to slow me down. It gave me the opportunity to sit down and hear myself, feel Mm -hmm. feelings, listen to myself, and finally start the forgiveness process seriously because I always told people I was fine and things were better, but I could feel in the middle of the night or if I saw a commercial with twin babies, it would spark something, or if I see coworkers and they're talking about children and they happen to ask me about my story, if it comes up, I can still feel it and I can still feel the fact that I can't even look at myself some days in the mirror after that conversation has come up showed me that I still hadn't quite forgiven myself yet. Mm. Giving myself time to slow down is what helped me start to process it. And then I had to have a conversation with God, literally. Like I would talk out loud, what is it that I need to do? Why do I feel this way? And he began to show me some things about myself that I needed to work with. So that's for me what I needed to do. I needed to go back to onion, try to figure out my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, so that I don't slip back into a depression. Sometimes mm-hmm. quiet time is necessary. That's what I needed for forgiveness. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's key. And I think um, with with all the listeners and other women that I have talked to is we try to keep ourselves busy so that we can't feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that is for, that's for sure, you know, and a lot of times with that, people think, oh, and it's not like opposite for you, but people feel like, oh, she's handling this well. She's gotten over it. You know, she's moved on. But deep down, what you said is, mm, they said, no, she's not doing this in a healthy way, mm-hmm. which, I would, which I would agree with. When someone goes at it so quickly and so dives into so many other things to avoid really those feelings um, and really what's what's going on inside mm-hmm. um, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, it's not healthy to do it that way, but a lot of people do that and they and they even do that sometimes for the rest of their life. Yeah, just totally bury. So important to slow down, which you did. You were forced to a little bit. Slow down like the rest of us mm-hmm. um, last year. But, you know, I, I agree with you. It, there were a lot of loss um, through the pandemic. But I think like you and other people, um, there was real time to reflect and slow down and have to spend time with ourselves and feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really, really key here for for the audience, the listeners to hear, to take that time to quiet yourself and to feel. Don't don't um, not allow your body to feel exactly. um, and your emotions to come out, whether they're Happy emotions or, or sad emotions, let those emotions flow is so important. I'm glad that you said that. Are you one that journals as well? 
I do. I mm. used to do it heavily, and then I stopped because of life, and I'll say, oh, I'll do it this day, I'll do it this day. But I most recently, because of a friend um, of my sister's, she mentioned a gratitude journal and encouraged people to, on a call that we were on, to start a gratitude journal and each night write 10 things that you're grateful for. And I did that for about four months straight, and it felt so good just to say, I'm grateful for having another day. I'm grateful for being able to wake up and, and stand up. I'm great. Like the simple things that we take for granted, it, it really changed my perspective on life itself and also helped with my process of forgiving me, just being grateful for the state that I'm in right now, where I am in life today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's key. Um, another key thing is, is that quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've learned is really that that journaling, you know, is important to just write things down, you know, clear things out of your mind and your body. And I love grateful journals because mm-hmm. they really do um, have you almost like, you know, there we all experience negative in our lives there are bad things that happen in our lives but to really pull out of those things the learning like what was learned from that sort of bad situation mm-hmm. um and let that learning and that that gratefulness come out of that um, because we would not have that if it had not been this, that situation and so those are always good things to reflect on and, and pull out um so anything else that you did to help with the process of forgiveness? Um, for sh- I think helping other people. Hmm. Right? Most re- this year for the girl's birthday, which is on Valentine's Day, I could feel, I didn't notice this until um, I think 2019 is when I told my best friend I started noticing I have little mood swings close to their birthday, I can feel my emotions up and down and I'm a little moody and a little snappy with people. And I, and then I notice that it's their birthday is coming up and I, that's why I'm feeling and acting the way I'm acting. So this year I felt it coming on and it was just so amazing. I received about three to four phone calls from two of my favorite cousins. And like, <laughs> they're like my favorite people in the world, two of them. And then one of my co-workers who was going through a lot of things in her life and all three of them were just going through things one was having girl problems with his his girlfriend and one was having guy problems and the other was having some issues in her personal life with her children and I was just there for them I was just pouring into them and I think I needed that I don't take it so much as a distraction I, I know that it was there they were sent to me to help me because me helping mm. me also and I, I think I just continue to pour into other people is what helps me get out of my funk or my state of depression or just beginning to fall back into that feeling of being down on myself for what happened to me. It it really helps by helping other people. That is a true thing, helping others uplift me at least. makes me feel better. And they noticed that. I told them probably like, months later one of my coworkers and she was telling me, I'm so sorry I called you with all my problems and I was like, You don't even know that you, you actually helped me. Yeah. 
but I just I just giggled because I could feel it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a very rough day, and I was trying so hard for it not to be that I couldn't even get out of the bed. And then I, my phone went off over, I'm talking about back to back to that phone call. Uh, thing. So I was like, wow. The things that God uh, does for us to help mm-hmm. us, you know, put yeah. on their hearts to to call, reach out, you know, to yeah. you for, for help that they needed. Yeah. Now, are you someone that does meditation? It seems like I've heard that a lot of times, too, that meditation is, is important. And it kind of goes along with just slowing down and taking quiet mm-hmm. time. Yes. In some ways, and my meditation looks a little differently from others, the same as other people, they, they meditate mm-hmm. differently. For me, I think in the shower is my most peaceful, peaceful time. Like I have um, inspirational music going, and it's the words and the melody, and it, it, to me, it gets me ready for my day, and that's my time. I set that time for God. I feel like the shower time is the most intimate time, and ironically, it's the only time that I can actually be still long enough to hear him <laughs> so uh, yeah you know, I meditate i get out i wake up i say my prayer uh for the lord waking me up in the morning i get in the shower and that's my time in the good. Shower. good yeah and i think i'm glad you said that because i think meditation for for everyone is is different mm-hmm. you know I, I'm not one because we already indicated this. I'm not one to slow down. You know, I'm very, um, I'm always involved in things. And 2020 for me as well has been really a good time. Um, it forced a lot of slowing down. Mm-hmm. And I have learned too that those people, which speaking of myself, that don't slow, slow down are really trying to almost avoid things. Yep. And, like, for me, I I know what those things are, are that I, I try to avoid, and a lot of it is feelings. And I think it goes right along with, you know, what what you said as well. It's like when we slow down, we really have to – we're forced to feel. We're mm-hmm. forced to do all that. And so busy people like myself, I'm speaking of myself here, and it kind of sounds like you're we're kind of a lot the same that – when we're just going through those motions and, and keeping busy and keeping busy that we're avoiding that, that emotion. Yeah. And um, so 2020 has been good for me for, for that, the, the slowing down. Um, so this is another thought that I have. Did it for you, and I don't know if this was for you or, or this could be for some other, um, the listeners. I, th- I think sometimes the forgiveness comes after we realize we're, we're kind of blaming ourselves for situations mm-hmm. that we educate ourselves a little bit that we do just like we're doing here that we listen to a podcast we hear other people's stories and then we realize I really had no control over this I don't know why I'm blaming myself um, for the loss um, for the struggles, I'm really not in control of this at all. And so it kind of, that education and listening to others kind of helps lift that blame so the forgiveness can happen. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I agree 100% because 
um, shortly after losing the girls, I did get very involved with the March of Dimes. I wanted to know more because my doctors actually did not have a one set reason for why I went from completely healthy and normal to my uh, oldest, Avery's placenta separating from her walls, me being fully dilated and, and not knowing that I was even in labor for days. Like, it started Sunday, and then come Tuesday, I'm having children, and it there was no, like, uh, red flags that I would have known of. And so I just needed to, I think, in order for me to, I always need a why. That's something that I've always, yep. um, I love learning, I love teaching, and I need a why. And having to go on not fully knowing why in that time um, of me losing my girl, it made me uh, seek why. And so I started to get involved with the March of Dimes and just doing anything that I could to um, help in any way that I could, whatever that looked like, because I was still searching, so I'm not, I didn't know what it looked like. I, I'm still, I still feel like I'm searching a bit because now we have Avery and I was waiting. I still feel like I still need a why because I come across families that have all sorts of stories that I can't even imagine of going through that they've gone through, and then it makes me think about why again. So it all goes back to I feel like every answer I've given you goes back to other people helping helping other people. Mm-hmm. I don't. That was my experience. I needed a why, so I got more involved with. Um, on other nonprofits and different things going around in my community to either raise money to support a cause that's going to help with the why or raise an awareness or whatever needs to be um, received for that why. Like, I just I need the why. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you said that. Um, it is important, very important to... Get the get. A, we're never gonna know the complete why, right. you know, why um, the children are gone, why um, women struggle with infertility for such a long period of time. There's there's we'll never have that complete answer, but you know that there there is the answer sometimes to part of it. You know, that there are others going through similar things. Um, to know that, you know, the placenta released, you know, it wasn't something that you did. You had no control over that placenta releasing, you know. Um, and just an education, you know, that there are other people out there. And I know um, with you, I connected you with another Gal Carol, who lost twins as well, and it just um, to know that there are other people with very similar stories, I think, truly helps. Truly, truly helps with us blaming ourselves, and then eventually that forgiveness of ourselves. Yeah, and that's another thing I want to encourage listeners to do: don't uh, dwell in your um, loss alone. Teresa mentioned I met Carol. We could not wait to meet one another. I felt like I've already known her. We finally were able to sit down and have lunch together, and I feel like we both needed that 
And then when mm-hmm. the birthdays roll around, we are texting one another. Like building those genuine connections, it's necessary. I don't think that any – we weren't created to be alone anyway. So we need that love and support. If you come across a story, reach out. If you want to reach out to me, do so. You, just to have that that support. Some people didn't have the support like I had. I had. I hear that often. Like it's, I can't even imagine going through what I went through without having a circle of love, family, and friends around me. And so make those connections. Reach out. Even if you don't know how to, just start somewhere. Mm-hmm. To do because doing it alone is not the healthiest way to do it at all. Yeah. Thinking about it, if you've never experienced a loss like this before, you can't deal with it the same way you would something else. I went to a psychologist and, um, shortly after losing the girls, and that's what he compared my grief to. <laughs> he told me that I was trying to grieve and process things as if I had lost playing a game. Like you're doing it so quickly and so emotionally unattached that you're dealing with this level of grief the way you would deal with losing a game. If the two mm-hmm. are uncomparable there's no way to compare the two and that's how you're trying to go about your life and you're going to come down crashing one day because of it those words stayed with me yeah interesting good that that you sought um that that help out i mean it's really important i love that you say yeah find that support it is so so important to have that you know as part of the the process the grieving process and like we're talking about the forgiveness um, is, is, is key. And yeah, I'm glad that you and Carol have have gotten together now and have met in person because you do share a lot of similarities, you know, with both of you losing twins on, on Valentine's day. And, and Mm -hmm. so that's, um, that's kind of cool that you guys have now, um, made that connection and and that bond that you have and and you two as two strong women will be able to help so many others as as you get connected with them and you can help them like um, you've been helped by each other so that's that's great so any other words on forgiveness um, or anything else that you want to make sure that the listeners hear from you today? Um. Um, One thing I want to leave the listeners with is, um, although I am a person that feels like I need to have a why, don't ever let what has happened to you question your faith in God. If you are a believer, don't question what has happened. It's okay to, to feel um, feelings. I hear some people say it's okay to question God. I don't recall ever questioning him personally on why um, he's allowed something like that to happen to me. What I was questioning is why didn't I see it? Why did it was more so targeted towards me, which was normal for me to do because I was already upset with myself and blaming myself. But when it comes down to your faith. I believe that I tapped into a whole nother level of faith I didn't know I had after experiencing the loss of my girls. And I just want to encourage whomever is listening now or in the future, whomever ears this podcast past, don't let your faith be shaken or wavered by um, experiences of infertility or loss of a child. 
um, when you're going through whatever may happen or whatever, if your foundation is shaken because of that loss of your spouse or your family and things start to occur, don't let that shake your faith. If you need to hold tighter, pour more into God, invite him into the situation instead of pushing him back when you're grieving or going through what you're going through because for us, it's natural for us to shut down and um, just to close everyone and everything out. But that is our opportunity to to invite him in and pour into him even more. That's all. That's all I have. Yeah. Beautiful. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was just concluding with give God the space to do it. Yeah. And not bear this alone. You can don't try to put it on your shoulders. It will break you. Allow him to, to take care of it for you. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, you have such tremendous faith, but there are all those those people that don't have that strong of faith. And I think, and in my opinion, I think it's okay. Um, I think that God can handle helping you through um, if you're angry with him, you know. He, he can help you through that um, because there are there are people that do get very angry, you know, mm-hmm. at God, and and it's okay. Just pour that out, you know. He can, he's not like us. Yeah. We get upset, stop talking for some days. There's nothing that we can do to make God love, not love us. Nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, if your your faith isn't as strong as because it's okay. God, God got you. You know, yeah. he he can he can handle all of that. Um, so yeah. Um, so I I don't have any other questions. I think you did an amazing job helping the listeners um, really understand that um, forgiveness as quickly as we can get to forgiveness of whether it's um, whoever we're blaming. I think that blame sometimes is just part of the process. It's mm-hmm. definitely part of the process of grief. Yeah. Um, and it, and if we can just um, as quickly as we can get to that place where you indicated just to slow down, mm-hmm. you know, and really reflect do some journaling, do some things, um, grateful, you know, journaling, um, pouring into others, all those things that you said, some sort of meditation, um, that that forgiveness will come mm-hmm. to us. Um, and then that pain is eased um, from forgiving eventually ourselves, um, yes. which I think is, is the biggest one. I, I think we can forgive others sometimes quicker, much quicker than we can forgive ourselves. And so, so anyway, well, I want to thank you again. I want you to go ahead and tell the listeners again about um, Avery and Aubrey's way, um, how they connect, can connect with you. Um, if they they need to. Um, I know you have a website and all of those things, if you can share that, because I'd love for them, like you had indicated, 
you know, connect with you or I'd love them to have a way to do that. Absolutely. So Ava and Aubrey is wrapping up a fundraiser uh, called Give It Up. We are in our last two days of that fundraiser. We would love uh, for anyone out there listening who would like to um, jump into that fundraiser before it ends. These are the last two days. Uh, Give It Up fundraiser consists of anything that you may have a a habit of purchasing. If you're dining out frequently, if you're like me and you're just like a, a advocate for Starbucks, anything, and I have to have it every single week, whatever money that you would have spent on that Starbucks or dining out or just picking up those cute little shoes while you're out, uh, donate that towards Avery and Arby's Way. Um, give it up fundraiser where we will assist families in um, grieving the loss of a newborn infant. And so, again, that fundraiser for two more days. You can reach us at our um, business line, 314-328-0959. Again, that's 314-328-0959. Our website address is org, And email is aaw at com. And Avery is traditionally spelled A-V-E-R-Y and spell that out completely, A-N-D, and then Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y. And I did put an S, Avery and Arby's Way dot com for our email and, uh, I mean, for our website and our email is dot org. Vice versa. I flipped that around. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes. Um and so if people are listening to this a month from now, I'm sure you will gladly take a donation at that time um, because this podcast will be listened to for years to come, I'm sure. So uh, that nonprofit will be there, and I'm sure you'll accept those donations at any time to help, correct? I will absolutely. And we right. have more fundraisers. I will yeah. To mention on our not only on our website but we also have a Facebook page with our name as well, Avery and Arby's Way. So I'll keep up with all of our fundraisers, making sure that you all are aware of what Avery and Arby's Way have going on in the community, okay. the fundraisers we have. And thank you so much for Teresa for sure. having me. In. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on again to, to share with the audience. I truly appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Tamika, for coming on today to share again about your journey of forgiving yourself. I am sure that you have been very helpful, have helped so many of my listeners that are struggling with the same thing, that they're, they're blaming themselves, feeling very alone. Um, on this journey. So thank you again. And for you, the listeners, thank you so much for taking time, part of your precious day today to listen to the podcast. And I have a couple favors to ask of you. If you have enjoyed listening to the advice and the encouragement that Tamika has, has given you today, please write us a review. That is a way that we can get the podcast out to more people so that we can help them on their journey with their struggles. It's just so important to me 
and to my guest. Like I said, we're just committed really to helping all of those on this journey. And the second thing that I ask that you do, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do that so that you don't miss an episode, which then allows you to be able to listen to the podcast when it comes out. But most importantly, the most important thing that I would ask that you do is as you were listening to the podcast today, you may have thought of that neighbor, that sister, that coworker, that couple at church that are struggling. If you could just share the link to this podcast for them so that we can help them on their journey. And if you need to connect with me, as always, reach out to me. My email is in the show notes or reach out to me on social media at Women Connect and Support. Um, that is the best way to connect with me or via the email. Um, and then the other thing that I ask of you is that if you'd love to share your story or you know someone that would like to share their story or just whether it be on the podcast or just to share it with me, I am always available to help anyone to be here to listen and to help you or anyone you know on their journey. Because we know that when we share our story, it is very, very powerful and it will always inspire others and help them on their journey.